This week on the Road to Cinema podcast, actor, comedian, and co-screenwriter of the new film Lemon, which premiered at this year's Sundance Film Festival and opens in Los Angeles at the New Art Theater on Friday, August 18th, and the same day on demand through iTunes, Amazon, and other on-demand platforms. The absurdist comedy, directed and co-written by Janixa Bravo, chronicles the life of a down-and-out acting teacher, played by the hilarious Brett Gelman, as he navigates his egotistical acting student, played with a standout performance by Michael Sarah, his cheating girlfriend, played by Judy Greer, and some unsupportive family members, played by the great David Paymer, as well as Martin Starr from Silicon Valley. Brett shares on the podcast how he collaborated with his wife, co-screenwriter and director Janixa Bravo, as well as what contributed to the amazing chemistry we see in the film between him and Michael Sarah. We'll also discuss some wacky acting classes that inspired the scenes we see in the film and some wonderful advice for how directors can effectively collaborate with actors. For more information on the Road to Cinema podcast, please visit jogroadproductions.com. You can follow us on Twitter at jogroad, Instagram at jogroadproductions, like our Facebook page, Jog Road Productions. Subscribe to Jog Road Productions on YouTube to watch some of our Road to Cinema video interviews with Don Cheadle, Greta Gerwig, Ewan McGregor, and many more. And you can subscribe to the Road to Cinema podcast on iTunes to get a new episode downloaded every week. And don't forget to write us a nice review on the iTunes podcast page under the Road to Cinema podcast. And now we join actor, comedian, and co-screenwriter of Lemon, Brett Gelman. The film opens in Los Angeles at the New Art Theater on Friday, August 18th, and it will also be available on digital on-demand the same day through iTunes, Amazon, and other on-demand platforms. Watching the movie, it seems like there's a lot of specificity within all of the characters. Yeah. So how much discussion went into, uh, with your wife, who's also the director of the film, who these characters were and how they would play out in this kind of crazy scenario that the film is well um you you know the whole writing process was very much led by her and uh the film initially was her idea and i think a lot of it has to do with i mean a lot of it when when you're making something is is intuitive and less analytical than uh, uh, you know and this is something that i always hear from so many people that like that your it's like instinct is driving a lot of this however uh i think that everybody in the film is stuck in a way in their own way and and they they're somewhat mirrors of Isaac as well and and Isaac is uh, a mirror to all of us of who we are afraid that we ultimately might become but um yeah I mean a lot of discussion there's constant discussion you know one of the big things that we discussed was like okay how do we justify that Cleo Nia Long's character somebody this beautiful would would go on dates with somebody like Isaac. Yeah. And so we were really, we really hashed that out uh, to be very clear. Um, but that, even like the, the, the look of the characters, the wardrobe, the, it seems like. Oh yeah. That's of, all her. That was all. That's her. all her. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, she decides the look of everything. I mean the, yeah, I, I mean, it was really in the writing process. It's like us bouncing around ideas 
her usually having the final decision, and then I mean, uh, and then everything else is is pretty much decided by her. Was there any improvisation going on? Like no, even those was, scenes with you and Michael Sarah in the acting class, uh, was that no? That was uh, all scripted. All scripted. Yeah. I mean, she really uh, scrutinizes over the details, over the uh, us and thes, and uh, and that's like very freeing in a lot of ways. However, there is sort of this improvisation of behavior where she's very down with the moment being the moment and playing out how it truthfully does yeah she's not like for she doesn't she's not forcing you to play it in a certain way um as long as it's honest and true to the character so in that way it would sometimes be behaviorally different but in terms of the words, no, it was it was it was pretty much on script and word perfect. Was there any inspiration from real life from these characters? Did you feel that there was any specificity in terms of when your wife was talking to you about it? Like this person is based on like a family member or a friend or anyone that close to you? Yeah, she. Um, it was very specific. I, I I was not picturing myself playing Isaac in this way. I thought he would be more physically close to me. Yeah. And she looked at me and she was like, I, a couple months before we started shooting, and she was like, I don't want to see you physically in this character. And so we did a lot of like walking rehearsals, gesture rehearsals. She told me, don't ever breathe with your mouth open, something mm -hmm. I do in life. She said, don't raise your eyebrows, something I do in life. And uh, a lot of that, just those little things really informed his physicality. But yeah, I have a couple friends growing up that... <laughs> Um, I thought of a lot while playing Isaac. And then there were certain physicalities from, like, like there's something almost vaudevillian about him, you know, in the way that yeah. he wears this uniform throughout it uh, that is, you know, he's sort of like Buster Keaton-esque uh, in the simplicity. I mean, very specifically Buster Keaton because, you know, Keaton always had this, like, really stark minimalist physicality in which a lot of it intensity was emanating from so those were real like those were those were people that i i was thinking of a lot as inspiration yeah, the the acting class and those scenes that you have with michael Sarah. i mean you guys have amazing chemistry together oh well, did you feel that play off in in the on the days when you were filming yeah oh yeah no uh what was michael's take on on the character well michael Michael, again, uh, thought he was going to play it physically different, too. And we were the two actors that Janixa really uh, sculpted here. Uh, yeah. um, and she didn't, and it wasn't like she didn't let us, you know, give us freedom. But uh, she, she turned to him and was like, you should. She she told Michael that she thought that this character was based on a on a specific person whose name I can't mention, but uh, <laughs> uh, and he agreed that that would be yeah. a really fun way to play that character. So he like really immersed himself in, uh, in, in you know in studying like interviews with that guy and things like that and, um, and, I yeah Michael is just he's he's easy to have chemistry with. He is so. He's so present as a person, as an actor, that being around him is is immediate fun. You know, he he's really good at making you feel like 
the most important person in the room. And I think that the, uh, the relationship of the, between the two characters, there is somewhat of, it's an exaggeration of, of a way in which I really feel about Michael, you know, I, in being a fan of his for so long yeah. and in the way that he is wise beyond his years in a way that I'm don't feel that I am. Um, he's somebody who you want to make like you or who I want to make like me. Yeah. And, and so intensifying that motivation really helped connect with him. And he had just such a blast with being that arrogant prick. <laughs> and, and so, and it was just so fun. It was just so fun. And it's also that the scenes are really funny. And it also, we've all been in these shitty acting classes where the <laughs> acting teacher is just <laughs> behaving so irresponsibly. It's that, as if the class is about them as opposed to teaching the students anything. Exactly, substance. exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of times acting teachers are had just using Janixa, it as another way to perform. Yeah, had you or Janixa been in specific classes where you felt that, you know, it was a little more indulgent than it could Oh my have been? God, so <laughs> many classes, man, so many. I've had actors, I've had acting teachers who have stormed out of class. I had an acting teacher who told me I, I was his nemesis. <laughs> he told me I was, I was his nemesis. I was the superficial actor. Um... Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen acting teachers uh, just explode, act crazy, abuse the shit out of their students because these are people who, in in some cases, they're just emotionally out of control and they're yeah. brilliant artists themselves and they can't really control how they express themselves, or they're people who wish they were doing the thing that they're teaching professionally, and there's like a lot of resentment there and that resentment is being misdirected onto their students. So it's a very complicated, strange thing in acting class. Yeah, it's interesting seeing in the film, I mean, Michael Sarah's character who, you know, maybe based on someone, that type of ego within an acting class, you know, it's almost, it's counterintuitive to, you know, what you're trying to do. I mean, you're trying to learn how to be more open, learn how to, yeah. learn how to communicate a scene and, and instead not just you're be just like, making I'm great. it about you. Right. Not like getting your dick sucked every uh, two seconds. Yeah. No, I, he, well, I think in that situation, in those acting classes, I very much, you know, the, the character, Isaac very much wants to be Michael's character yeah, and see himself as Michael's character. But who he really is, is Gillian's character. And that's why he abuses her so much. And I think, yeah, and I think that I and I can't speak for how Michael saw that or not. Um, but um, for me, it was very much like it was like you know she's also she's also a beautiful woman who is you know how many beautiful women have rejected me you know how dare you yeah. you know people like you and you think you're so hot well i'll show you you're nothing but it was also like oh this person's weak i'm weak i need to be strong like this person i'll side with the strength and punish yeah. the weak so i can prove that i'm not weak as you were going through making the film did it seem as if you know new revelations were coming out for you about the character from scene to scene oh totally yeah no there would be definitely like ways in which uh things would happen you know what in it, the ac other actors would bring to it that i just w would surprise me yeah, and like that scene you had with david pamer which is like really emotionally yeah like toward for his character that that was 
I, I could not imagine that scene being performed more perfectly. I, I, I just like his monologue. It, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole film. And we really sought out to like make that mon like there's these like monologue performances in certain films like you have uh i don't remember the actress's name but she plays william holden's wife oh uh in, beatrice uh, strait yes yeah. beatrice strait in network she got the academy award One scene for that Oscar. monologue yeah. yeah and then ned Beatty's monologue in that uh christopher walken's monologue in pulp fiction there are these great moments of monologue and, and we wanted we wanted that monologue to be one of those like monologues and David, I've, I've, it's insane that we got David Pamer to be in the movie because <laughs> I, it, it was like, I was watching my, my adolescence in front of me. I was just, I can't believe that this guy is saying these words and he really, I don't remember him needing a lot of notes <laughs> was there any rehearsal for, for the film? I was about to ask because not really. I mean, I re I rehearsed a lot with Janixa, but not with other actors. Except there was one day where Michael and Gilly and I got together and with Janixa, and we went over the scene a bunch of times. However, mm -hmm. Gillian was on vocal rest uh, at the time, so she couldn't speak. Uh, so <laughs> it wasn't a full rehearsal. But like, even in like looking at the scene. We were able to really see uh, what what was uh, you know what what it was truly about, and and we're able to agree on you know how it was going to be played, and 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 know it enough to feel the freedom to let it kind of go where it needed to go. Yeah. But she, I don't know, Janixa has like a really good way of making her actors feel really good and free. And, and I think the writing is, is both open-ended enough and specific enough that, and visceral in its, mm -hmm. like, darkness and, like, human folly that yeah. actors like to connect, you know, great actors can really connect to it. And that even if the dialogue is word for word, behaviorally, you can go any place you want to. Exactly. So she was pretty open to, like, how people were going to do it. She didn't, mm -hmm. she doesn't, uh... A lot of times you see directors, especially when they've written it as well, yeah. they see it being done in a specific way in their head. And it's so limiting and it's so irritating for an actor because you're like, but I might be doing it better. And she assumes that the actor is probably going to do it better than how yeah. she sees it in her head. And she lets them she lets them take it. I mean, Shiri's performance was really Shiri Appleby's performance was really surprising in the way that she played that because uh, there is an intense vulnerability or like Nia's performance is like, you're like, whoa, I didn't know. Like it, she's sort of bouncing around within that like vulnerability and desperation in, yeah. uh, in that character. So yeah, Janixa was very much down for people to take it how they wanted to take it. So, as long as they hit the blocking in the words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by films where, you can sort of you blend that line between humor and drama and you know are we supposed to laugh or are we supposed to cringe yeah did you feel, when you first watched it with an audience what was your reaction did you think people would laugh at certain things that they didn't and they cringe at certain places where you thought they would be laughing yeah yeah I, i'm always surprised several times and i don't know if you laughed at this but 
in my breakup scene with Judy, uh, I, which, by the way, I had no idea, like, Judy, I'd never seen her break down like that. That was, like, crazy. And that scene was so intense. And a lot of these scenes we had to shoot really fast. You know, we shot this in 18 days. Right. Um, I mean, we were blessed with such incredible actors and an incredible crew. But a lot of people laugh when I, like, talk about, like, hacking her up and stuff like that. <laughs> and I just said, like... I, I did not expect people to laugh at that part. I, I thought that they would be incredibly disturbed. Yeah. And then there's lots of things that I laugh really hard at that uh, n- that in the couple times I've watched it with an audience don't get laughs. And But that's okay because we aren't really setting out for both in the way that you know the actors play it we also see that as how an audience should experience it. Like, it's up to you. You know, if you laugh, great. If you don't, that's fine, too, as long as you're affected by it. Uh, do you think that you would collaborate again with Janixa on another film? Do you guys have plans to jump into this again? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I would, whenever she'll have me, I'll collaborate with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm writing a film now that um, is not anywhere near a reality of being made yet but that she will hopefully direct and she's got some things going on that uh that i i won't be the lead in but that i will be in i believe and uh and we also are sort of in a show in development with the show so if that gets made uh yeah, we'll be working there. So yeah, no, yeah. we we like collaborating. It, it well, works for us. Well, I was curious too. Going back to working with directors, you mentioned some directors who also are writers have it in their head exactly what the scene will be. So as yeah. an actor, how do you react to somebody who's sort of putting you into a corner? Is there a way to sort of get past that? Um, I think that you, I think you, you give in other options. You give other options and pretend it was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or you, if you feel comfortable enough and, uh, you you know, you say, I I just, I disagree, you know. Um, Because, but but often though, yeah, I just, you know, and then sometimes I just do it, you know, they, it's their piece, you know, my job is to realize what they've written. So, um, if they're wrong, they'll be the ones who suffer for it. Yeah. You know, some people say, you know, you cast the actor and that's the direction right there. And then let the actor do their job. The actor is the character. The actor knows the character better than anyone else, even the director. Oh, I don't believe in that. I, I think that, no, I think that, um, I think it's a little absurd when an actor is like my my character wouldn't do that. But I do think, though, at times, you do have bad writers and bad directors who don't know what they've written. I think our job is to serve the writing, but I and sometimes I think that writers don't know what they've written. Yeah. And, and what they want you to do with their writing, it doesn't make sense. And, and, and so I point out, I've pointed out at times, like, like, how you want me to play this doesn't make sense. It's, it's not like, it's not like in line with what you're trying to say here. Yeah. So it's always uh, analyzing what they want, um, unless it's improvised. And then it's like, 
and, and then people are like shouting stuff out and they're not funny and you're <laughs> like that's not good <laughs> um and i'm not going to say that because i don't think that's funny but that's different yeah um when you're working on love are those scripts very precise oh no 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 those are very improvisational really and that's like a real experimental improvisational thing oh i didn't realize that i thought those were more uh precise that's at times they're precise yeah. And, and they are precise in a way. It's not like we're Story like walking in blank. In oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, everything is is totally mapped out. But uh, they do allow improvising on it. But as long as it's hitting the points that they want to hit. Uh, I was yeah. curious. Um, what would sort of be your your best advice for directors working with actors, sort of going along these lines? If you could share that wisdom. I would uh, I would say have a knowledge of the craft of acting yeah. and uh, respect actors that they are that they are there to you know they're they're a very important part of of the puzzle. It's not just about how you're shooting something, and that um, you know you shouldn't let them have the run of the place, but you also should treat them with respect and. And really value what they're bringing to the table. Yeah, they're part of the crew, just like any other department. Yeah, and or... and and also to 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 really engage with them on where the character is at, and not so much like how they're saying the line, or you know, is that funny or not funny? Yeah. Unless you're really specific with all the other stuff, and it doesn't <laughs> matter, you know. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you, really man. Thank you for taking the time, too, man. Super fun. Thanks for listening to the Road to Cinema podcast. Lemon will be playing at the New Art Theater in Los Angeles on Friday, August 18th. And you can also watch it right now on demand through iTunes, Amazon, and other on-demand platforms. We'll see you next time.